0: the seasons of life that we're in. How do you determine? See, because there's a lot of people that think that uh, we have to just take life as it comes. There's a lot of people that believe we just gotta take life as it comes. But see, we're making up in our mind that we're not just taking life as it comes, every attack of the devil that's sent our way. But instead, we're going to do what the word of God teaches, and the seasons of our life will be what God promised they could be through our dedication. And I'm gonna show you those steps today and show you how to walk in that kind of a, in that kind of a reality. Because people don't realize it's possible. They think that they just have to live like everyone else is living. No, that's not the case. It's possible to walk in the overwhelming blessings of God all the time. You don't have to have up years and down years. You don't have to have roller coaster Christianity. You can be on a path of never-ending increase for the rest of your life. And so, I want you to start with me in Genesis chapter 26, if you have your Bible. Now, I'm going to take you to a few passages. We're going to talk about these elements that bring us to a place where uh, we can see our seasons steadily uh, increasing and consistent. We're not, we're not struggling one day and being blessed the next. And this is what it takes. And I'm going to show you that starting in Genesis 26. And then today, again, we're going to take the end of this broadcast to pray. And we're going to stand in faith. We're going to pray and believe for miracles and signs and wonders for your life and for mine. So I want you to go with me now. Genesis 26. I'm going to start reading with verse number one. And uh, we're going to go through uh, to verse number five. Genesis 26. And I'll start with one. We'll go through five. Bible says now there was a famine in the land besides the former famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Gerar, to Abimelech, king of the Philistines. And the Lord appeared to him and said, do not go down to Egypt. I'm gonna insert this as his father Abraham did. But dwell in the land of which I shall tell you. Sojourn in this land. And I will be with you and will bless you. For to you and to your offspring, I will give all these lands and I will establish the oath that I swore to Abraham, your father. I will multiply your offspring as the stars of the heaven and will give to your offspring all these lands and in your offspring, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed." Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So that's one through five. So I want to deal with this first, where the Bible says that uh, Isaac got specific direction from the Lord. And he said, don't go down to Egypt. And that's what Abraham had done. Don't go down to Egypt as your father Abraham, but go to a land that I will show you, and I will be with you there, and I will bless you there. I, I want you to write this in the comments because one of the things that I see often that causes people to miss out on their blessing is instead of operating by the leading of God's spirit, they operate by the traditions of their families. Well, this is what we've always done, but I want you to write this in the comments. Tradition cancels God's transaction. Tradition cancels God's transaction. So what do you mean by that? Well, if all you do is what you've always known to do, because this is what our family's always done, and this is where we've always gone, this is how it's always been. You can't expect anything new to take place by sowing the same seeds over and over and over. Tradition cancels God's transaction. What do I mean? Well, if you continually sow the same seed over and over, do the same things over and over, why would you ever expect a different result to the same issues uh, when you do the same things over and over again? And see here, Isaac had an opportunity to, instead of following in his father's footsteps, do what the Lord had called him to do. And when he did what the Lord called him to do, there was a promise attached to it. And really, it's the promise attached to every person who obeys the voice of the Lord. And I'll be with you in that place, and I will bless you in that place. I'll be with you in that place, and I will bless you in that place. See, that was the promise of God to Isaac. And what was the prerequisite? You've got to go where I direct you to go. And so Isaac, rather than just doing what his dad did. He said, I will follow the voice of the Lord. I will be led by God. And he goes to this place, Gerar, in a time of famine. Now here's what's, an, uh, this is an interesting point for all of us to get in our spirits. It is this, that um, there are times when God will lead you to do something by his spirit that won't make sense to your natural mind. There are times where God will tell you to do something by the spirit that will not make sense to your natural mind. And so, I mean, I've had that happen in my life multiple times, multiple times. And uh, I can remember, you know, the tradition of our family was that everybody in our family, my grandfather and grandmother, all my uncles, my cousin, uh, both my cousins before me, went to the same Bible school. All of them went to the same place. And that's also where I planned to go. You know, I was all ready to go, man. I mean, even my guidance counselor in high school was angry with me because, you know, I didn't uh, apply to any colleges except one. And she was furious. She was like, well, what a, that's a dumb strategy. She said, because what if that college doesn't accept you? You know, what if, what if they deny your application and you can't go? Now you won't be going to college. I don't think she understood that Bible schools, you know, they accept your application no matter what, basically. And I said, well, it'll be fine. She said, you've got no backup plan. She said, you've got this plan to be a minister, a preacher. She said, but what if, this is actually what she said. She said, but what if nobody likes your preaching? What are you going to do then if nobody likes your preaching? And I figured, well, at that point, I'm just gonna—I'm pretty much screwed if nobody—if nobody likes my preaching. But I don't think she understood that uh, Bible schools just—they take your application. And then I said, well, it'll be—we'll see what happens. Well, there I was with the application in to Zion Bible Institute up in uh, up in New England, where all of my family went. All of them, including my father and mother, my cousin Jonathan and his sister Jessica, all my uncles, my grandfather and grandmother, they all went to this same Bible school. And I said, all right, that's exactly where I'm going. See, that's, that's the tradition. I actually hadn't prayed about it. That was just tradition. But remember again, as I said, tradition cancels God's transaction. Tradition cancels God's transaction. So I don't wanna just do what everybody had done for the sake of doing it. I wanted to do what the Lord wanted me to do. And I can remember there was a meeting, my father came home and when he came home, he, he put some literature on the table and um, he, he it, I looked at it and it was a pamphlet and a booklet for Rama Bible Training Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And um, so I went and I said, He said, you ought to take a look at this stuff. And I said, well, I I already know where I'm going to Bible school. I'm going to Zion, where you went and where all of our family went. And, you know, my cousin's up there and he's waiting on me. And, you know, I I was looking forward to, you know, being in in college with my cousin Jonathan. And looking back, it was probably a very good thing that we didn't go to college together. Um, But uh, I said, I already know where I'm going. And he said, well, it wouldn't hurt to ask and pray and, and ask God about it. And I said, that's true. So the next day I took that um, literature, the the pamphlet, the booklet, and I took it to high school with me. And I began to walk the halls um, of the high school between my classes. And I was just praying in the Holy Ghost under my breath, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Ghost, asking God for direction, asking God what I should do. And as almost as soon as I began to pray, I heard the voice of the Lord tell me, you're not to go where your family went. You're not to go. Uh, This is Genesis, Bonnie, 1 through five. Genesis 1 through five. And this is the actual verse that the Lord used for me when he was speaking to me about where to go. Because he said, and 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 it came right to my remembrance. Don't go down to Egypt like your father did. And of course, the Lord was using that to lead me by his spirit. You're not to go where your father went, your mother went, your family went, your cousin is. You're not to go there. You're to go uh, where I'm leading you to go. And um, so I went and uh, prayed. And as soon as I began to pray, the Lord said, that's right. That's where you're supposed to be. That is where you're supposed to go. Well, man, that was a big shift. That was a big shift. First of all. Uh, Rather than uh, New England, a place that I was very familiar with, I was going to go all the way out to uh, Oklahoma, where I'd never really spent time, didn't know anybody. It was, you know, however many thousand miles away from home. And, uh, you know, I was only 18 years old, but I said, you know what, I know, I know that that is what I'm supposed to do. Didn't make sense to my natural mind. See, it didn't make sense to my natural mind, but I knew that that is where the Lord was calling me to go. And it's so interesting uh, how the Lord will lead you. So as we're talking about how to control the seasons of your life, the first step, obviously, of these seasons is you're looking for the voice of the Holy Spirit to lead you. One of the ways to determine that you will stay in increase and stay in blessing for the rest of your life is to only do... What the Holy Spirit tells you to do so I want you to put that uh, in the comments number one only do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do only do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do well obviously in order to do that it's going to take prayer you know we're not just going to randomly hear things notice that it wasn't until I began to pray about it that the Lord began to speak to me and so Only do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. And so there I was, as as a 17-year-old at that time, getting a fresh word from the Holy Spirit about where I was to go with my life and what I was to do next, and I went. And so when I I got the word, I made up my mind. I tore up the other application, filled out the new application, and we sent it in uh, to the school, and I was accepted there. Well, we went out uh, to Oklahoma, to get me settled before school started. And uh, I go out there, and this was amazing to me. As we went out to uh, find an apartment, find a job, all of those things that I was getting ready to do, I started uh, that morning at breakfast. And there at breakfast was Brother R.W. Shambach at Cracker Barrel. And uh, before we left to go around the city, uh, Brother Schambach prayed for me and laid hands on me and said, I pray that you find the best job that you could possibly have in the city. And somebody had told us there's a person that I know that owns and rents out apartments, but I can't remember uh, where they are. And I can't remember. I can only remember her first name, I believe they said. And they told her, her, told us her name. And I said, "All right, you can't remember the name of the apartment complex? No. You don't remember where it's located? No. And so we go out. Well, Brother Shambach laid hands on us, and we prayed and believed God that we would find the right place to live and the best job. Well, then we went out and we start driving around Tulsa and Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, and looking through these different places. Well, we got turned around at one point and got lost, and we passed by, and we we passed by this apartment complex." And we said, well, let's go in here and uh, see if they know this person. So we go inside and uh, that we go into the office uh, of, of the apartment complex. And there sitting at the desk uh, is the first name and the name of the woman that we were supposed to be looking for. We, we ended up right in front of her. And uh, she said, oh yeah, I know him. and I've got apartments available and everything like that. And right there, even when we were, thought we were lost, we were led right to the woman that we heard about at breakfast with R.W. Schambach. And she said, of course, yeah, I've got apartments. We can get you in today. And so we got an apartment and now I've got my stuff moved in and I'm looking for a job while I start going around, um, start putting my application in for different jobs around the city. And, uh, I go to the mall in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which, is the Woodland Hills Mall? I don't know if it's still named the same way as it was then, but it was the Woodland Hills Mall on 71st Street. And I go into Woodland Hills Mall, and I'm um, putting uh, applications in different stores. And back then they used to have a suit store called Backrack, and it was in that mall. And I went in, and I I was getting ready to go to put my application in. So we're walking towards the store near the food court, and who steps out of the store holding suits? getting ready to leave, but T.L. Osborne comes walking out of rack, and he noticed my father and recognized him for, from traveling with Brother Shambach and in the tent meetings, and he said, there's Shambach's sidekick, and came walking over to where we were, and he said, what are you doing in Tulsa? And my father said, well, my son's coming to Ramah, coming to Bible school here, and um, he said he's putting in applications uh, to to get a job, so he'll have you know work here in, in Oklahoma, and uh, brother Osborne was getting ready to head to Russia, to preach to twenty thousand pastors, and so he put his suits down, and he said, young man, lift up your hands, and there I was, next to the food court, next to Manchu Walk, with my hands up, in the air, and T.L. Osborne reached out and laid his hands on me in the Woodland Hills Mall, and said, I pray that God gives you the best job that you could possibly get in the city. And so as, uh, as we did, um, I sat there thinking, how amazing is this that this morning I start the day with Brother R.W. Shambach laying hands on me to find an apartment and to find a job. And how, here we are, middle of the way through the day, and Brother Osborne, is now laying hands on me and, and praying that I'll find a job. Well, I put these different things in and, um, there I go through finding a job. I get back to the apartment that night and I'm loading stuff in from the van into the apartment and a dude comes walking across the parking lot. And he says, um, you just moving in? I said, yeah, he's very observant. Apparently I said, yeah, I'm I'm moving in. And he said, "Uh, did you, he said, are you going to school here? I said, yeah, I'm going to go to Ramah. He said, yeah, I go to Rama." He said, I'm a second year student. He said, have you found a job yet? I said, no, I've not found a job yet. He said, well, he said, you ought to go put an application in where I work. I said, where do you work? He said, well, there's a, a place down, down here off of, uh, I believe it was off 51st, that was, that was, um, that's owned by MasterCard, and it's a collection center called Metris. He said, they're hiring. And he said, they're paying good money. I said, really, I said, how much money are you making? He said, they got me at." remember, this is 2000. This is the year 2000. He said, they got me at $10 an hour. I said, okay, well, I'll go down and put it in. Of course, now I had no previous work experience. <laughs> you know, I just cut my dad's grass and I'd packed a few cassette tapes into his boxes at his office. No work experience, no resume. I went down to this place, Metris, got my suit on, shined my shoes, and I put in an application. The guy said, stay right there. He said, we want to uh, interview you immediately. I said, oh, thank you. And so I I waited in the waiting room for a few minutes. He said, come on in. And uh, I I sat down and he found out, you know, that I had no previous work experience or any of that. And uh, he said, well, this is, I I wasn't expecting to be asked this question in a job interview, but he said, how much money would you like to make? And I thought, man, I said, that's, that's an interesting question. Well, I knew my buddy was already making $10 an hour, so I wanted to be better than him. I said, give me 10.50. And he said, you can start tomorrow. He said, we'll give it to you. He didn't even haggle the deal with me. He said, we'll do it. And so uh, back in the, I mean, think about it, year 2000, and I'm 18 years old, making 10.50 an hour. And and then God anointed me at the job where I had uh, so much favor, just like I picked it right up, and I began to pull in so much money for Mastercard, uh, that they literally started giving me bonus after bonus after bonus. As an eighteen-year-old kid, here'd be, here they'd, they'd say, "Here's an extra five hundred bucks. Here's an extra seven hundred bucks. Here's an extra three hundred bucks." I had more money coming in than I knew what to do with. Be honest with you, I don't have one of those Bible school stories to tell you where oh it was rough for me. I could I was barely getting by. I didn't have any money. I was trying to find money to eat and order pizza. I didn't have that issue. God had led me perfectly and set me in position, given me the best job I could have had, possibly, uh, you know, possibly had with no previous work experience, 18 year old kid. And here I am making thousands and thousands of dollars. They're working me 50, 55 hours a week. I'm getting all this finances coming in, I'm blessed. I got a place the Lord led me to and all of these things. And it didn't make sense to my mind at the beginning, but I decided like, like Isaac, I'm gonna obey the voice of the Holy Spirit and to do something that doesn't make sense to my natural mind, doesn't make sense to my natural mind. See, the key, being led by the Spirit, doing what the Lord tells you to do, it takes you out of that realm of just taking everything that the world has to get and then having what God has for you. Well, I quit uh, after my Bible school days and I graduated and everything. I I went on and I, I knew from a young age that I was called to do evangelism. From five years old, I was called to preach the gospel in a little church up in uh, uh, New Brunswick, Canada, a Pentecostal preacher. At a church. he was preaching. My father was preaching for him, and the man was an older man. And as I was a young boy, I came to the altar when no one else did, and I felt the call of God. And he pulled me up on the platform. He said, this young man's being called to preach the gospel. I was five, and I knew from that age what I was led to do. Well, after I graduated, I knew there was a a next step for me, but I had to know what it was by the Holy Spirit. And I took a year worked with my father. I traveled and preached as much as I could, but I knew there was something that the Lord was asking me to do. So in February of 2003, I was at winter Bible seminar back at Rhema again, fasting and praying and saying, Lord, you got to give me direction for this next season of my life. And I felt in my spirit to go and uh, help my uncle who was planning a church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And today is his birthday, by the way. And uh, so I said, yep, I'm gonna do it. I'll do it. Now now listen, this made, again, no sense to my natural mind. I'm sitting here thinking, well, I'm supposed to be an evangelist, I thought. But Lord, you're calling me and asking me to go and be on staff as, as an associate pastor. Didn't make sense to me but I, I felt in my spirit to do it. And so I said, you know what, I'm gonna do it. And there I was for uh, you know, eight years, for eight years, seven, eight years, on staff, as an associate pastor, doing all the work of the ministry that I could get my hands on. But see, the Lord led me there. The Lord blessed me there. The Lord blessed me with a home there. The Lord blessed me with a wife there, a family there. Blessed me with impartation there. Things that I learned there, things that I picked up that are still blessing me today. And see, it's the Lord. Didn't make sense to my natural mind, but then again, uh, it it made sense in the spirit because God had a plan to bless me. Well, after that seven, eight years, I felt the Holy Ghost speaking to me again. Now is the time to begin your evangelistic ministry. And it was 2010 and my daughter had just been, my first child had just been born and we launched out. She was two weeks old. And we launched out to begin a uh, full-time ministry. And as we ministered, you know, it was about six, seven years, and the Lord speaks again. And here I am driving in my car. And you've heard the story from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, to Rochester, New York, to go preach a revival. And as I start driving, I mean, I, I, I set aside, I said, you know what, I'm by myself. I am just going to uh, pray This whole time, I'm not gonna do anything but pray. I'm not gonna listen to anything, no music, no podcast, no sermon. I'm not gonna listen to an audio book, I'm not gonna do anything else, not gonna talk on the phone. I'm gonna pray in the Holy Ghost and see what God says. And so I left and as I'm driving, I, I mean, it didn't take 15 minutes, didn't take 15 minutes and the Lord began to speak. And I heard the Lord say something that didn't make sense to my natural mind. He said, it's time for you to move to Florida. And I was living in Virginia still. And I thought to myself, that makes no sense. I hate Florida. I don't like any part of Florida. And, uh, and the Lord said, you're to move to Florida. And I, thought, I began to think about it. See, here's the uh, issue people have sometimes, is they try to make sense of what the Lord's telling them to do. They try to figure it out with their natural mind rather than just obeying the one who has all wisdom and all knowledge. And see, like like here, uh, in Genesis 26, Isaac is being led to Gerar in the time of a famine. Why would you settle in a place that's in the middle of a famine? Why would you bring your whole family, why would you bring all of your uh, loved ones and your livestock and everything, your servants, to a place that's in the middle of a famine? Say, this would be a great place to set up shop. Why would you do it? Doesn't make sense in the natural mind, but he did it because the Lord told him to do it. And the Lord promised, I'll be with you there and I will bless you there. Well, there I was getting this instruction. So I called my wife immediately and it's close to midnight now. And uh, I said, I just got a word from the Lord I was praying. She said, what did he tell you? She's trying to go to bed. I said, the Lord told me we're supposed to move to Florida. What? Yeah. We're supposed to move to Florida. And uh, she said, are you serious? See now she's from Florida and she said, I'll never go back. I'm not gonna go back and raise children in Florida. And see, so the Lord had to speak to her and to me. Cause I said, I hate Florida, I've never liked it. Don't wanna live there, don't wanna go there. And the Lord had to speak to her and to me. And the Lord spoke to both of us. And before we knew it, we took action on what the Lord told us to do. And we got everything in a truck and moved to Florida. Well, then you know the rest of the story that as we've done that, and we've been there, what, uh, close to five years now, coming up on five years, and the Lord has just opened the floodgates and blessed our ministry abundantly. I mean, abundantly. And all of the things we didn't have before, we have now. When we moved down, we didn't have what we have now, but now the staff, now our staff has grown. Now uh, our reach has grown. Now God blessed us with uh, you know, a studio. God blessed us with, a television ministry, our ministries expanded. We're seeing people discipled around the world. All of these things opened up because of the fact that we are willing to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and be led by the voice of the Holy Spirit. The first step into making sure that your seasons are always seasons of blessing is that you listen for and and not just listen for, pursue the voice of the Holy Spirit and obey what he tells you to do. The children of God are led by the Spirit of God. And so I don't ever want to do what I want to do. I want to do what the Lord wants me to do. See, that's the key. I want to do what the Lord wants me to do. And so that's one of the reasons that we fast and pray as we're doing right now, because we want to have divine direction from the Holy Ghost. We want to be directed by God's voice. We don't want to live life randomly. We don't wanna go through life hoping a blessing is gonna show up. We want to be commanded and directed by the voice of the Holy Spirit. And when we are, the blessing of God follows obedience to his leading. And that's one of the things we're doing. That's number one. Number two, of course, we know in Psalm 1, the Bible says, verses one through three, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of scoffers, but delights himself in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He'll be like a tree planted by streams of water that will bear fruit in its season, and his leaves will not wither, and in all that he does, he prospers." I'm glad, Rob. Rob said this is really ministering to me. I'm glad, that's my prayer that this touches your spirit, and that we are uh, literally put on track to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And then here, obeying God's word opens up unending fruitfulness. Get this now, holiness unlocks unending fruitfulness. I want you to put that in the comments. Uh, It's number two, holiness unlocks unending fruitfulness. Holiness unlocks unending fruitfulness. Put that in the comments. That's number two. Number one, we're led by the voice of the Holy Spirit. Number two, it's holiness, that you don't allow sin to control your life. You don't allow sin to enter in, that you have all of those things that uh, try to come against your righteousness and your holiness, and you take authority over them. And as Paul wrote to the Corinthians, Uh, or excuse me, to the Romans, sin will no longer have dominion over you. Holiness unlocks unending fruitfulness. That's the key. That's the key. And so you begin to realize that when my ways please the Lord, things begin to unlock. Let me give you just a few scriptures about how holiness unlocks fruitfulness. And if you're taking notes, I would write these verses of scripture down. Number one scripture is what we just read, Psalm one, one through three, that when you walk in holiness, the Bible said you'll be planted by streams of water. What does that mean? You'll be able to pull never ending sustenance from God's presence, trees planted by the water. They have that uh, refreshing source their roots pull from. That'll be our story in Jesus name. Number two, it says that they'll bear fruit in their season. One translation says, bearing fruit in every season. So when you are living in holiness, every season is a fruit-bearing season. Every season. Jesus said that in uh, John chapter 15. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. So holiness unlocks Never ending fruitfulness and your leaves will not wither. No diminishing and you'll prosper in all you do. That's one verse. Another verse Job 36 11, if they'll only obey and serve me. That's holiness. That's holiness. If they'll only obey and serve me. They'll spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. They'll spend their days in prosperity. And their years in pleasures. What's the prerequisite there? Holiness. Obey and serve me. Matthew six thirty three. The Bible says, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto you." Isaiah one nineteen. If you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Hallelujah. The good of the land. not You're not gonna survive or barely get by. You'll eat the best. You'll eat the best. I want you to put this in the comments. As I live for God, I will have the best. Put that in the comments. As I live for God, I will have the best. Glory to God. Glory to God. As I live for God, I will have the best. Why? Because not only are you living holy, You're obeying the leading of his voice. Very important. Very important. As I live for God, I will have the best in Jesus' name. If you're willing and you're obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. The eyes of the Lord. It's another verse for you. 2 Chronicles 16, 9. The eyes of the Lord are searching to and fro across the whole earth. Who's he looking for? To find those whose hearts are turned toward me. On whose behalf I will show myself strong and mighty. Hallelujah. Strong and mighty. So as you live for God, you'll have the best. God will show himself strong and mighty on your behalf. Strong and mighty on your behalf. That's the key. As we live for God glory to God. I feel the anointing on that. I feel the anointing on that. And so number one, we obey the leading of the spirit. Number two, we are, uh, living in a way that's pleasing to God. And then number three, this is what, uh, let's go back to Genesis 26. Now this is number three I'll give you before we start praying. And this is something that I've learned personally, all of these things, but look at this now. Verse six is very interesting. Genesis 26, six. So it didn't matter what it looked like. It was in a time of famine. It looked like the wrong time to go there. But the Bible still says, so Isaac settled in Gerar. Why? The Lord told him to. That's why. Then we go down to verse 12 of Genesis 26. And look what the Lord, look what the Lord said through uh, the word. And Isaac sowed in that land and reaped (laughs) in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. And the man became rich and gained more and more until he became very wealthy. He had possessions of flocks and herds and many servants so that the Philistines envied him. Now the Philistines had stopped and filled with earth all the wells that his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham, his father. And Abimelech said to Isaac, go away from us. Oh man, get this in your spirit. Verse 16, go away from us for you are much mightier than we are. Come on, come on. Go away from us for you are much mightier than we are. You you see that in the land where the Philistines were, Abimelech, king of the Philistines. He had to show up at Isaac's house and say, please move away from us for you have become far mightier than we are. What was the key here? Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the midst of a famine. Think about that. In the midst of a famine, Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. Glory to God. And the man became rich. Why? Previous sentence, because the Lord blessed him. The Lord blessed him. Well, that was his promise, wasn't it? If you'll go where I tell you, if you'll do what I tell you, I'll be with you there and I'll bless you there. And that's what was happening. And the Lord blessed him. And the man became rich and gained more and more until he became very wealthy. Think about that for a minute. He gained more and more. So notice God was willing to bless him beyond rich. I want people to get this in their spirit because the Bible already said, and the man became rich, right? Verse 13, and the man became rich. But God said, I'm willing to go beyond that. I'm willing to go beyond just rich for the one who obeys my voice and honors my word and lives the way I've asked them to live. He said, I'll go beyond rich and look what he said. And he gained more and more. So starting at rich and then gained more and more and more until the Bible says, and then he became very wealthy. He went, hey faith, he went from rich to very rich glory to God. He went from rich to very rich. Hallelujah. I feel the anointing right now on that. Woo! glory to God. Some of you are going from not enough to more than enough. Some of you right now, this year are going to go from, well, I've been in more than enough, brother Ted. You're going from more than enough to rich or wealthy. And, And some of you, you're going from wealthy to very wealthy in Jesus name. For it's a it's a progression that continues, as we obey the voice of the Holy Ghost, as we obey the voice of God, we're going from better and better to best. Hallelujah! My grandfather he was a wordsmith, and he used to say this years ago before he went to heaven. He'd say, "Good, better, best. Never let it rest until your good is better and your better's best." Hallelujah good, better, best, never let it rest until your good is better and your better is best. And that's the key. We're not satisfied staying in the same place year after year after year. We're going from good to better to best. Hallelujah. I'm going from good to better to best in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And that's, the, that's what we see Isaac do. He sowed in a time that it didn't make sense to sow. And as he did, God blessed him. And the increase came. Just lift your hands, I feel that right now. The increase is coming to us. The increase is coming to us too. Hey, Jordan, love you. The increase is coming to us too. We're going from good to better to best. We're going from good to better to best. He didn't just go and God made him wealthy. After he was wealthy, he gained more and more and more until the Bible says he became very wealthy. Hear what I say, God has no problem with putting his obedient children into a place of excess. I know people think that that's a problem for some reason. Well, that's just greedy, brother. There's a No, that's not true. God has no problem taking his obedient children and putting them into a place of excess, and I mean extreme excess, the more than enough. God has no problem with his children being in excess. We don't love money, we don't love things, we love the Lord, and when we love the Lord and our ways prove we love the Lord, God's got no limit to what he can do and will do in your life. Expect 2022 to be your year of divine possession in Jesus' mighty name. It's going to be our year of divine possession in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. And we're going to take the end of this broadcast to pray and believe God that this area of no limits is coming on our lives. If you struggled in the past, get ready. The struggle's over even if it was the best last two years of your life like it was for us. These last two years were the best we've ever seen by far, by far, when we sent in our taxes, our accountant thought it was a typo. I'm not even joking, she called back and said, I don't think this is right, what you've sent over. And we said, no, we triple checked it, it's right. She said, are you telling me that you more than doubled? We're saying yes, we more than doubled, why? Because when you please the Lord and do what he's called you to do, he has no problem bringing you into excess. That's the kind of God that he is. He's a God of more than enough. He's a God who provides, Jehovah Jireh. He's El Shaddai, the one who is all sufficient, the many-breasted one. He has more than enough for you and for me. We're not gonna settle with what everybody else is dealing with in the world. That's not our story. It won't be our crisis in Jesus name. And so we're gonna pray and believe God at the end of this broadcast. And uh, I want you to pray with me. I want you to jump in and set your faith and pray with me because let me tell you, as we pray, this is where we begin to receive the voice of the Holy Ghost. As I said in the stories I told you today, I just had begun praying when the Lord started to begin to speak to me. And that's the value of prayer. Not what we say to God, but what God says to us. Of course we confess, of course we declare, of course we make our requests known. But what's really valuable is what God says to us. And when God speaks, things begin to change swiftly. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, that he, he sends his commands to the earth and his word moves very swiftly. His word moves very swiftly. Get that in your spirit. God sends his commands to the earth. That's Psalm 147, 15. He sends out his command to the earth, his word runs swiftly, glory to God, glory to God. And we're believing that in this year of 2022, his word is gonna move swiftly over our lives, families, businesses, and ministries in Jesus' name. So I want you to begin to pray. Wherever you are, pray in the Holy Ghost. I'm gonna lead you in these prayer points. We're gonna begin to set our faith. We're gonna stretch out and begin to declare, to request, to praise, and to give thanks today Uh, because of how good God is. And this is how we're starting. We're starting to ask God to continue to be the shepherd of our soul and to give us a heart to obey him as sheep obey the shepherd. And so I feel like, again, walking and praying today. So just, I may not be in the camera frame, but I'm here praying, you'll hear me. But begin begin to pray and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost with me. And so Father, today, we start by thanking you. And we start by praising you that you are good and your mercy endures forever. We thank you and praise you, Lord, that you are the great shepherd. We thank you that we'll not lack any good thing. We will not lack any good thing because you are guiding us as the shepherd and because you have a perfect plan for our lives. It's not a plan to bring us into lack or poverty or for us to diminish. It's not a plan for us to lose out or miss out on the best. It's a plan to make sure we have more than enough. You lead us into uh, paths of righteousness for your namesake. You lead us into green pastures and beside still waters. And so we thank you, Lord, that this year we are being led into green pastures. We thank you, Lord, that we will not be consumed by this world system in Jesus' name. We'll not be consumed by what's going on in the natural realm will not be consumed by the antichrist agenda or the spirit of this world. But we thank you that because of your voice, your leading, and because you're our shepherd, that we'll always be in green pastures. I mean, begin to thank him right now that you'll always be in green pastures. Thank him right now that you'll always be beside still waters and that he's restoring your soul. Begin to thank him. Begin to praise him. Lord, we thank you right now that that's taking place for every one of us. Green pastures and still waters, hallelujah, we'll always have more than enough. We'll always have more than enough that we'll never miss out on the goodness of your presence. We'll never miss out on what you said belongs to us, for you are our shepherd. And like David declared, I shall not want in Jesus' name. So Lord, give us the heart of sheep that obey the shepherd. Give us a heart to obey you in Jesus' name. Don't ever let us go and do our own thing. Don't let us ever live a life of rebellion, but Lord, let us live a life of obedience. Let us live a life where we are led by your spirit in Jesus' name. Lord, we desire you more than we desire food. We desire you more than we desire entertainment. We desire you more than we desire anything else. So as our shepherd, Lord, lead us and guide us in this year. Don't let one month go by that we don't have your leading. Don't let one week go by that we don't have your voice and aren't sensitive to your spirit. But lead us as our shepherd and we your sheep. Lead us by your presence in Jesus' name. Let us clearly hear your voice. I pray for those listening and those watching that there would be a ne- never be a time that they're so jaded, and so calloused in the natural realm that they miss out on the voice of the Lord. For we thank you, Lord, that you're always speaking to us. You're always speaking, your voice and your word are running swiftly through the earth. But Lord, don't let us get into a place where we're outside a signal, to where we don't get our messages, to where we don't get your voice, we don't hear what you're saying. Let us be sensitive in the Holy Ghost. Let us hear your voice. Lord, like the prophet Samuel, who heard it in the night, even as a little boy. And then the the older prophet instructed him, when you hear it again, say, speak, Lord, your servant hears. That is what we declare today. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us hear your voice clearly. We can't do it in our own strength. We can't do it in our own might. And we thank you, Lord, that you have a plan already laid out for us. That's the plan we want. That's the plan that we want to follow. That's the plan we want to hear about. That's the plan we want to see. What you already have planned and laid out before the foundations of the world. Give us access to your thoughts and to your ways. We thank you, Lord, that your word declares in Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9, that as the heavens are higher than the earth. So are your ways higher than our ways and your thoughts higher than our thoughts. And so Lord, today, we ask you to give us divine access to your ways and to your thoughts in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us hear from you. Let us clearly hear from you what we've never heard before. Let us hear instructions. Let us hear direction. Lord, as the Bible said that you made known your acts to the children of Israel, but you made known your ways unto Moses. That's our prayer today. We don't want to just benefit from your actions, but we want to have access to your ways as Moses did. So Lord, open the eyes of our understanding. Let our spirits be sensitive and give us access to your ways and your thoughts that are far above our ways and far above our thoughts in Jesus' name give us access like Moses had like the prophets had like Jesus had like the disciples had and we thank you Lord that that same spirit that was guiding them is guiding us for we have the Holy Spirit and we know the Holy Spirit and we hear his voice and a strangers we will not follow we thank you Lord that your word declares that when the spirit of truth comes He will lead us and guide us into all truth in Jesus' name. And we thank you that that even means the truth that pertains to our own personal lives, that we will receive the truth, give us access to secrets about the future, show us things to come, prepare us ahead of time for what's getting ready to happen in America and around the world. Let us be on the forefront of that spiritual knowledge so that we can be ready to do what you've called us to do and asked us to do, will not be taken by surprise by the plans and the plots of the enemy or the wicked that are on the earth today. Will not be taken by surprise by the antichrist system and agenda in Jesus' name, for you're speaking to us ahead of time and you're showing us, leading us and guiding us in the way that we should go in the wonderful name of Jesus. Oh Lord, I thank you that we before this month comes to an end and before this fast comes to an end we will clearly hear your voice we will clearly hear your voice we will be led and guided by your spirit in jesus name we clearly hear your voice now lord we begin to thank you and praise you that you have prepared a table for us a peaceful refreshing table full of nourishment in the presence of our enemies and those that would seek to destroy us. We thank you, Lord, that those that are working against the church, those that are working against the people of God, they don't have any way to stop you from preparing a table for us in the presence of our enemies. And so, Lord, we thank you that in the midst of every attack, in the midst of every wicked attack and weapon launched against the church, we will be eating good. We'll be eating well at the table that you provided and prepared for us in the presence of our enemies. We're not gonna barely get by. We're eating the good of the land in the midst of every attack, in Jesus' name. We are eating the good of the land, (laughs) hallelujah, that will always be in the overflow, no matter what the enemy tries. We thank you that the plans of the wicked, they are perishing today. The plans of the wicked are being moved out of the way and being destroyed by the power of your presence in Jesus' name. Lord, we praise you that your goodness and mercy have been assigned to my life for the rest of eternity. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And so, Lord, we expect it. We thank you that your word declares that signs and wonders will follow those that uh, are, are believers. And we thank you, Lord, that these four things will always be with us wherever we go. Signs, wonders, goodness, and mercy. Anytime we turn around to look, we'll see following us signs, wonders, goodness, and mercy. In the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, your word declares it. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our life and will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever and ever. There'll never be a time where we'll look and your goodness will be missing. There'll never be a time where we'll look and your mercies are missing. Your favor will be abundant upon our lives in Jesus' name. Your favor will be abundant upon our lives in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, let this be a year of such divine favor, that it would blow the minds of natural men when they see what you're doing in our lives and families and businesses and ministries. Let people just sit back and be blown away when they see your mighty right hand touching us in every area of life. We thank you, Lord, that our mental state goes to another level of strength. Our spiritual state goes to another level of strength. Even our physical bodies receive a new level of strength. In the mighty name of Jesus. Our finances are going to another level. Our relationships are going to another level in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that as it happens, as it takes place, you'll get all the glory. You'll get all the praise for the things that you're doing. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Bravo, Rick, sheep, robusto, corret, temi, brefidi, acara, donosto, segredi, Lord, we thank you that all of those that are attached to Miracle Word, that are moving, that need to find places to live, we pray that those places to live would open up supernaturally. Lord, I pray that you would do it by the power of the Holy Ghost, that even in a time where real estate prices are through the roof, when places to find are hard to see. We thank you that nothing's hard for you, that as you're building this ministry, that the doors will quickly open and the places will open up and become available and it would blow our minds to see what you provide for your children as we're moving forward in our calling and in our purpose in Jesus' name. We thank you that doors are opening. We thank you that you're drawing people to this ministry by the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, we pray for those that you've already spoken to them to move. We thank you that you're opening up places for them to live. And it'll be mind-blowing to see God do it because it'll be so supernatural the way that it takes place that only God could have done it. And we thank you for that. And we give you praise for that in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that this year property would come into our hands supernaturally. Lord, your word declares that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Everything in this earth belongs to you. Every piece of land belongs to you. Every bit of livestock belongs to you. All things that were created were created through and by you and you have ownership of those things. And so Lord, we ask you in this year of 2022, let it be a year of divine possession that land and property and buildings would change ownership and come into our hands by the power of the Holy Ghost. We thank you that you're blessing us. And property acquisition is something you've set aside for us in 2022. We receive it in Jesus' name. We receive it in Jesus' name. We receive homes. We receive corporate properties. We receive land that's undeveloped and land that's developed in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We receive livestock in 2022. In Jesus' name, we thank you, you have it set aside for us and we receive it in Jesus' mighty name. Why should the wicked have all of these things when they belong to the Lord and they should come to the faithful children of God? For you have a desire to bless your children, you have a desire to prosper your children, and we have a desire, Lord, to build the kingdom of God. And so, Lord, we ask you this year to put these resources in our hands supernaturally and by the power of your spirit, and we'll give you all the glory for it. Lord, you know who the faithful ones are. You know who the tithers and the givers are. You know who the ones that will never put you last, but put you first are. And so I ask you to open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings. Lord, we have a revelation of your goodness. We have a revelation of your mercy and your favor. And we declare this will be a year of favor. This will be a year that nobody will be able to explain. I keep saying it again and again and again because I'm not taking my confession off of that point. Nobody will be able to explain when they see what God does. And this is our year to receive property and land and livestock in Jesus' name. Undeveloped land and developed land. We thank you that you're putting homes into the hands of your children. Lord, those that have rented for their whole lives, They'll become owners in Jesus' name. They'll become owners in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for that. Lord, let them become debt-free owners in Jesus' name. We declare that. Debt-free owners by the power of your spirit. Give us ideas. Give us business ideas. Give us ideas to make alternate revenue, streams of income, to be a blessing to the kingdom. Lord, we thank you that you're raising up millionaires in the body of Christ to do what you've called them to do. We thank you, Lord, that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just in Jesus' name. And so, Lord, I pray that in 2022 that you would even draw the wicked to us. And, Lord, they'll hear the gospel and they'll be saved. Let their souls be saved. But, Lord, even if they reject, even if they reject the gospel of Jesus Christ, we thank you that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just, in Jesus' name. And so Lord, things that were set aside and apportioned for evil, we thank you that that money is transferring and coming into the hand of God's people. I pray today, now if you can get on this with your faith, I want you to agree with me, and I want you to join your faith with mine. Because understand something, When the Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just, you can't be offended about how the money came, because when the wicked had it, it was the money of the wicked. But once it transfers and comes into the hands of the righteous, it is God's people's money. It is righteous money to be used for righteous things. And so I'm going to declare it, and I'm going to pray, and we're going to believe God that the wealth is coming out of the hands of the wicked and coming into the hands of the just. So I want you to join your faith with me as I pray and declare it. Father, today we declare in 2022 that the wealth of the wicked is coming into our hands. I pray that all of the money that was made from drug deals and imports and drug trafficking is coming out of the hands of the wicked and coming into the hands of the church in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that you're stripping the pornographers of their money, that you're taking it out of their hands and the wealth that was accumulated from pornography and the production of pornography is coming out of their hands and is coming into the hands of the children of God. Lord, all of the money from gambling and from Uh, crooked businesses, even money laundering and fraud, and the money that people have gained from putting control and manipulation on others unjustly is coming into the hands of the righteous. Lord, every wicked enterprise, every sinful enterprise, I thank you, Lord, that strip clubs are burning to the ground and the money that was made in those places is coming into the hands of the righteous in Jesus' name. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And so in this year, we expect to receive into our hands the wealth of the wicked that's laid up for us, for we'll do the work of the Lord with it. We'll do what's pleasing unto God with it in Jesus' name. And so we thank you. We thank you. Lord, everything that stands in opposition to your church and to the people of God in 2022, We ask you to quickly move it out of the way. Lord, in all of these cities and towns and places throughout America where there are city councils and there are councilmen and council members that are in opposition to the church, move every crooked or wicked council member off of the council. Move them out of the way in Jesus' name. Lord, those that have tried to stop what you've called us to do, those that have denied building permits, those that have denied zoning permits, those that have tried to keep the church from doing what she's called to do. I rebuke them in Jesus' name, and I ask you, Lord, to quickly remove them from places of influence and put people in places of influence, Lord, that are uh, open to the advancement of the kingdom and will help and make these things come to pass quickly. We thank you that those that are believing and waiting on zoning permits are quickly receiving zoning permits. Those that are believing for occupancy permits and building permits, and I thank you they're quickly coming in Jesus' name and they'll be given without delay in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. For the work of the Lord will not be delayed. The work of the Lord will not be delayed. The work of the Lord will not be delayed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We declare that, that this is a year where things will move swiftly. This is a year that things will move quickly by the power of the Holy Ghost. And I thank you for it. And I give you praise for it in Jesus' wonderful name. We thank you, Lord. And we give you all the praise and the glory for that in Jesus' name. It's coming quickly to pass. It's coming quickly to pass in Jesus' name. We thank you that your eyes are watching over us. Thank you that your eyes are watching over us. Lord, we pray that in 2022, our physical bodies would be divinely protected and will not be broken. No damage to our bodies in 2022 in Jesus' name. We thank you that our bodies are getting stronger and stronger and stronger as we work in your presence. Our physical bodies are getting stronger and stronger and stronger in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, today we pray For Pastor Rhonda Spencer, and we curse every attack of the enemy that's been launched against her life in Jesus' name. I rebuke the spirit of infirmity that's tried to overtake her body. We join our faith with that of her husband and her sons and daughter and her church family, and we declare today that she receives full healing and full strength and full restoration by the power of the Holy Ghost. We declare she's getting stronger, and stronger, and stronger, and stronger, and stronger, and stronger. And And we will laugh in the face of the devil that said that she could not and would not recover. We will laugh in the face of every demon that thought that she would not again do what she was called to do. No, the devil is a liar. And we lose healing and miracle virtue into her body right now. I command every foreign thing to shrivel and die in her body pass from her body quickly in the wonderful name of Jesus. I command you be made whole, be made whole, be made whole. Be made whole, Pastor Rhonda, in Jesus' name. We declare it. We declare it. No weapon formed against you can be allowed to prosper. Every tongue that rises in judgment shall be condemned. It shall not prosper. It shall not prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you that you, Lord, have already reached out and begun to touch her body. I thank you, Lord, that everything that does not belong is quickly exiting her body today in Jesus' mighty name. And strength flows through her and floods her today and a new faith and a new joy and a new peace comes upon her and the family today. And this is gonna be the greatest season of her life and ministry that she's ever seen by the power of the Holy Ghost. We declare it healing from heaven, healing from heaven. Lord, we don't expect or we don't accept anything less than your best. We don't accept anything less than your best. We don't accept anything less than your best, Lord. For Pastor Rhonda. Pastor Rhonda Spencer receives it today. Supernatural fire of God. Touch her body. Ha <laughs> And we begin to thank you ahead of time, Lord, that it's done. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that every weapon is being destroyed, every burden's being lifted. We thank you that his tabernacle is going to another level in 2022. In Jesus' mighty name. Rebandike par koshé barando rokos de Zebrada la casa, man de de ki bramanda leví shobra bala tesi kando loshi Brabanda bramanda rokoni freba basto koderiaba bedište for rokond nekizi roje bafati kene robosh te ki diyama mendol rokoshe feti ke bramanda rokosh ki dianda de boste ki diama. Thank you, Lord. We declare her healed. We declare her healed in Jesus' name. Ha, ha, ha. We declare her healed. Honor her faith. Honor our request today, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we call it done and we rejoice. We rejoice that you are the healer, that there's none like you. Nobody can do, Lord, what you can do. What the doctors say is impossible is easy for our God. What the doctors have given up on is easy for our God. There's nothing hard for the God that we serve. Nothing hard there's nothing hard for the God that we serve in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Nothing hard, nothing hard for the God that we serve. (laughs) You ought to pray in the Holy Ghost right where you're watching this. Pray in the Holy Ghost. God's touching you right where you are now. You're receiving healing virtue into your body. You're receiving strength in your body right now in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you that as you've healed her, that more doors will open for Pastor Rhonda to preach this gospel and to give her testimony and to minister to women that need healing, that need help that need deliverance, and she'll begin to minister by the fire of the Holy Ghost in a new measure and a new level in Jesus' name. Oh, we call it done. We declare it's done. Ha, ha, ha. Shepo. Rando kanama We call that done. We call that done. Now, Lord, for our bodies, preemptively, our bodies will not be broken in 2022. Our organs will not malfunction in 2022 in the name of Jesus. For the same spirit that raised Christ up from the dead dwells in us and quickens our mortal body in the mighty name that's above every name, quickens our mortal body by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, we thank you. We thank you. Hallelujah, we thank you that it is done. Glory to God. We thank you that you're preserving us from accidents. You're preserving us from tragedies. You're preserving us from terrorist attacks. You're preserving us from every wicked thing that the devil would try to send against us. 2022 will be a year that we will walk in divine health and healing like we never have. We thank you that cancer cells are being destroyed. We thank you that tumors are being dissolved. Hardness of hearing is leaving. We thank you that those issues of the eye, those issues, Lord, people that are battling cataracts, people that are battling glaucoma, people that are battling and they can't, and they're losing their vision, Lord. I pray right now that the vision would begin to be healed and improve, 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 improve. And that their eye doctor would be amazed and say, man, you don't need as heavy of a prescription as you used to need. And it just continues until they say, well, we don't understand it. You're back to 2020 and we have to take no more glasses, no more contacts, and they'll be able to see perfectly in Jesus name. I declare it by the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let them see clearly in Jesus name. Lord, those that are battling in their joints, I take authority over arthritis. I take authority over these issues that try to give people constant joint pain. They can't sleep. They keep waking up in pain. They toss and turn. I rebuke that joint pain in Jesus' name and command it to go by the power of God. Be made whole. Be made whole. Lord, every issue of the bloodstream, make it whole today in Jesus' name kidney stones dissolving by the power of the Holy Ghost. Kidney stones are dissolving and the doctors will be amazed to find they're gone, they're gone, they are gone in Jesus' wonderful name. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we give you praise. We thank you that you are great and greatly to be praised. You're the God that heals us. You're the God that delivers us. You're the God who provides. And so Lord, we give you thanks and we give you praise. And Lord, we give you glory. There's nobody like you, not in heaven, not in earth. Hallelujah. Take it. Take about the next few minutes again. And before we close this, pray in the Holy Ghost. It's a form of thanksgiving, according to Paul. He said that as you pray in the Holy Ghost, you're giving thanks well enough. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, you're giving thanks. So begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and give God thanks and praise. Pol re-kish e mandalo bo, revidi vidi a a-brash da-sibra-manda-lo ka-te-ma-mai. si, ro kodi am bra bat rengidi a push ta sutoni bra de dike sibra manda lo do dike broshta tambra mandala ve rebesti sibrondo rocoti rabayo do she canesi a brosta nang abra bocha, fatos de zibrebendi bendi Frecala de destia proston <muchos> do rekiatani, Bato regis di abrosta labra banda de criala, Po che bride de le vrivisti, Fotama la quibra dogi, Rebendia bruschata, Racosta barrequi di ambra bosta de via, Barrochi abasto singlia batiste fanda de bozi, Re bandosto co recala de nei, Brafande gi jodo rebidia vacasto, And so, Lord, we thank you. Ha, ha. We give you praise. We expect to clearly hear your voice. Guide us. Lead us by your anointing. And we thank you that as we obey, you'll be with us. And you'll bless us. In Jesus' mighty name. Now, Lord, I pray for those watching, pray for those listening, that you would give them a specific word today about their giving, about the seeds that they're to sow. And I pray in Jesus' name, I pray in Jesus' name that they'd be obedient to step out and sow that seed, give them that instruction, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to sow that seed today. Go to miracleword.com. You can see the information on the screen. You can use the digital platforms to give if you'd like, but sow that seed today. And let me make this announcement that we are going to be on the 22nd of this month. There's a few things we're doing as we're closing out this time of dedication to the Lord. Uh, Number one, I'm asking you to send in your prayer requests. We're gonna lay our hands on them And we're gonna pray on that night, the 22nd, which is a Saturday. We're gonna pray. Number two, we're going to take communion together on that night and believe God that everything has changed for this year of 2022. Number three, we're bringing God a special offering on that night. I felt it in my spirit. We're gonna present something to the Lord. My wife and I are doing the same. We're gonna present a special offering to the Lord on that night, the 22nd, as we close out fasting and prayer. This is not something we're doing flippantly. This is something that we're doing. We're very serious about this. We need the hand of God. We need the power of God. And so on the 22nd, on that Saturday night, as we get ready to break our fast, we're gonna pray for prayer requests. We're taking communion and we're going to give God a special faith offering of consecration before we break that fast and come to the end of our uh, dedication this time of 21 days of fasting and prayer. So I want you to be in prayer. What is it Lord that you'd have me to sow on that night? What special seed can I sow that will put me in position for the rest of this whole year? And that's what we're going to do together. I love you. Now tonight's our last scheduled night here at this revival. We're here in Madison, Indiana, and I'm telling you, you don't want to miss the service tonight. We're gonna be live, 6.30 p.m., do not miss it. Do not miss it, 6.30 p.m., that's Eastern time. And uh, of course, next week we start in Jasper, Indiana. Don't miss these services. God is moving by his spirit. Last night we had a, a mighty move of the Holy Ghost. People were being touched, people changed. This is a time of revival in America. God's touching his people. And so we give him thanks and praise. So join us again tonight, stay strong on the fast. Bible reading plan is in the Facebook group. Take time to read the word, pray, and press in to the presence of God. I love you very much. I'll be back again with you in the morning, 10.30 a.m. as usual. And of course, uh, tomorrow night, uh, we're back at 9 o'clock p.m. again with our normal studio broadcast. I love you very much. Have a wonderful day, and I'll talk to you again very soon. Later.